Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you want respect, you gotta earn it. Damn right! What's up, Brooklyn? There we go. There we go. Wu-Tang fans in the building tonight, yes? So let me give y'all just a brief... Exactly. Exactly. Those people. Fishing, okay. (laughs) I heard a few applause when asked about the Hard to Earn podcast, but for everybody who is not familiar, uh, myself and Bone Sue review new albums and classic albums on Pivotal Anniversaries. We go through each song from one to whatever, and we give it a rating from one to 10, 10 being an absolutely perfect, flawless record, and everything else after that, we break it down as to where the imperfections may live. So, we're about to get into these songs. I understand, like artists are sensitive about their shit. We're very much sensitive about the songs that are part of our soundtrack. Oh, for sure. All right, so no revisionist history here, okay? First of all, you know we're gonna do a test. If you were 12 years old or older, in 1993, raise your hand. Oh, we can have a conversation. Tonight. They grown. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, the kids are asleep. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, put the kids to bed. Let's get into it. Let's talk. So, B, 1993, um, this incredible album drops from a collective unlike anything we've ever seen before. Ever. We've seen crews, we've seen posses, we've seen clicks. families and yeah. cliques and yeah. mossies, and mo- but right. the clan with the grade eight, right? The initial eight yeah. and nine, if you throw Master Killer in there for making that appearance. Um, we had never seen that many guys together on a record in one group doing what they did. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, not even just the fact that they were that deep, right? But like, you know, New York, we take pride in the fact that hip hop started here, right? He's five boroughs. But up until 93, there was no real Staten Island representation. Right. And, and, and let's take a minute to, you know, of course, shout out Force MCs who became Force MDs and the UMC, um, UMCs, and who else? Who else am I missing from, from Staten Island? You know, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot of representation. Yeah, it wasn't him. Um, and then you get the Wu-Tang Clan. And not only do they represent, but they go crazy. Like, they change... Not only Staten Island's presence in the game, but East Coast hip hop, New York City specifically, um, nothing was the same after the Wu Tang Clan. I mean, Protect Your Neck had mixtapes, radio, underground radio, the Going streets, crazy. and a headlock. Going crazy. Like, what is happening? Like, this record won't stop. It won't and stop. We don't I mean, want it to stop. Somebody keeps rapping, and he's good. And they're good. They're good. Yeah. The guy, the timestamp. Where, where's the weak link here? They like, keep rapping. Um, and so, obviously, after Protect Your Neck drops, we are anticipating this album. Finally, we get uh, into the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers in what month? Uh, November. In November, November 9th. of 93. Yeah. All right, man, let's get to it. Let's get into track one. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. This is the first time we're hearing not only just Wu-Tang right, as an album, but like this is the first time we're hearing Ghostface, right? I love the fact that, I love the fact that Ghost... And Ray set this off, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, that, of course, this is foreshadowing for one of our favorite albums ever, sure, right? Which sure, is the Purple sure. Tape, only both Cuban Links. Um, so I, I just think that was like it was. It was look looking back at this, I didn't even realize it was Ghostface that sets this entire album off. But it's so apropos, um, and I think this is perfect too because in 1993, you got to look at the landscape. Again, turn your phone off, please. Um, this is this is 
This was a, like, I'm, I'm a super, anybody who knows me knows I'm a super rap nerd, right? So I know exactly what was going on during this time. And New York hip hop, it was, hardcore was a thing, right? We, we, normally, New Yorkers love hardcore, but there was a thing going on that was kind of almost like hardcore was becoming cliche, right? It was like artists who weren't really, rappers who weren't really hardcore, but like, putting it out there as if like they had to do that for the label, right? I mean, Lords of the Underground, Onyx, you know what I'm saying, whatever you want to, right? So, but like for us to get like something this authentic was something that we didn't, it's almost like Steve Jobs in an in in Apple phone, right? We didn't know we needed an internet and a camera in your phone until you got it. Now you can't live without it. That's what the Wu-Tang provided. They were like, oh, we didn't even know we needed this kind of hardcore because it was real. It was like the, they were starting the, the aesthetic of trying to get out the, the drug Absolutely. game. You know, being from Staten Island, which was new, which is also a supply and demand aesthetic there. You know what I mean? So um, they, them coming in and just being so authentic with it. And then, like, again, at the end of the day, the essence of true hardcore rap is just beats and, and hard rhymes. You know what I mean? Right. They brought that. The irony is, like, keep it real had become cliche, right? right exactly. It was a thing that people say, oh, keep it real, stay real, keep it real. And that terminology was thrown around so much that, when we finally got back to some real shit, it was refreshing. Um, I got to go to the Jizz's verse, man. I'm more rugged than Slave Man Boot. You know what I mean? Like, that line, I just, that line just stood yeah. out because, like, what is really more rugged than Slave Man Boots? Damn. You know what I mean? Like, really think, think about the visual for a minute, if you will. That guy said, I'm more rugged than Slave Man Boots. Which was ironically a luxury for slaves. <laughs> Right, I guess what's more rugged is slave man feet, right? There you go. Slow is right, right. Um, <laughs> Ghost sets it off flawlessly with the verse, with the energy too, right? And of course, this is one of those high power choruses that set the tone for the album. We are here to bring the ruckus. We bringing the motherfucking ruckus. It's not too wordy. It's right. not too overproduced. It's no. literally us coming to bring you and give you that shit. Ghostface, Raekwon, Deck, Jizza, and Rizzo on the yeah. hook. Also, again, they. Why this is such a great set off, right? Because they're setting the, the Wu-Tang aesthetic. I mean, I don't think it's said enough how masterful including um, Chinese karate flicks, right? Mm -hmm. In the aesthetic of hip hop. Like that was something that was just never really done before, never seen before. Right. And I was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about like that stupid Snoop thing about I'm, he's not smoking anymore. Gash and, like, and I was like, that's terrible marketing. I was like, I always felt like the best marketing doesn't try to pitch you or try to sell you, it, tries, it just lives with you. Right. And they took something that was already a part of the average B-boy, B-girl, sure. you know, black and Latino kids' childhood, and, and it incorporated that into the production, into the aesthetic, and I just thought that was absolutely brilliant, man, and I think it really helped them propel who they are. The fact that they were able to integrate that culture and rename Staten Island Shaolin, right. and we all, right. you yes. know what I'm saying, and, yes. we, and we all fell in line and, and joined them with that and was shouting out Sue and, and starting to learn more about the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang. And if you weren't super into those movies, hip-hop brought you into that world. Um, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. I, I love how they set the just album to, with again, that. No, we're not going to hold on this, but it's the connection, too. Like, you remember, you know, if you've, anybody who was studying math, studying math, you know, the mathematics, um, 5% is like, the first time I heard, the first time I heard um, the word Asiatic was from the gods, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was always a connection between B-boy, Africa, you know, Asia, sure. et cetera, et cetera. And like, again, using those Chinese flicks, you know, those Kung Fu flicks brought that all together. I think Absolutely. brilliant. What, um, what does that mean for you, Bonsu? Ooh, here we go. What does that mean numbers wise? Oh, man. Um, 
I gave this an eight and a half. You gave this an eight and a half. Eight, eight and a half. I was between an eight and a half and a nine. It might be a nine, but I'm I'm because the thing is, it's like again, I'm comparing this song mm-hmm. to the Wu Tang catalog. You have to. And this album. You have to compare right? it to this album so at minimum. Well, I love I love what I love this song. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like every artist, every MC's best performance. But again. 8.5 is still a fuck. It's still a great song. Absolutely, it's still a, it's still a tough joint. I thought they set they set the precedent properly. You and Hido, I'm assuming. No, I gave it eight and a half. Ah! Nice setup. Same shit. Same shit. You know, I was I was sitting between the eight and a half and the nine for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And you know, the beauty of being able to listen to this album over and over again and really get a chance to compare the nines and the highest high moments on the album, I felt like this landed at a nice, respectable There's a lot of high numbers on this album. There's a lot of, oh, I'm I'm about to get high right now. Shame on it, nigga. Let's get a little bit of that going. ODB, you know what I'm saying? I thought was... Make some noise for A-Song Unique. R.I.P. ODB. It was really good just, you know, going through this album, man, and just just really being reminded of how special ODB was. There you go. Now you're talking. We, when, you, when you first heard him on Protect Your Neck, you were like, what the fuck? You heard him on Brooklyn Zoo, you were like, what the fuck? You pretty much heard him on anything. You was like, song, what the fuck? Because I, it's a matter who he's rhyming with. He, I mean, and the fact that he's in this crew with like, t- I mean, like A plus MCs, and he still finds a way to find his own corner, his own pocket every single time. Like, just bust, like, he'll just stop a verse and just start singing in the middle of it, and it'll sound great. You know, so it's, I mean, um, but like, he had a very much, a, I don't know if you guys, how, how, how deep we were into like the karate flicks, but like he had very much a drunken style, drunken master style. Anybody remembers that movie, right? It's like he would always, people thought he was drunk, so they would try to catch him slipping, and he, but he, that was his style. That's how ODB rhymes. Like you don't know what the pocket's coming from. Like you think he's going to rhyme this way, and he just busts out in a different type of melody. So, I mean, I, it, was, it was really good to kind of be reminded of how special each guy is. Man. Yep. And, and as I was listening to having those moments, you also see how influenced Dirty was by other genres of music and how fearless he was in that he wasn't afraid to, like you said, break out in song or just come with some unorthodoxy or say the most left of center line or verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, like that made him a rap superhero. To Absolutely, me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he was one of those guys who always jumped out of the speaker, jumped off the screen, right. literally and figuratively jumped off the stage. Right. You know, Dirty was a very, very special individual. But uh, the star of this song, the star of the song is Mr. Mr. Meth. Method Method. Yeah, like so. The first thing I got first in capital letters, Method Man is a flow master. He is. He has a PhD in fucking delivery, bro. Like, it's crazy. Nobody, so again, 1993. Nobody's bouncing like this. You know, is that a pause also? Is that a pause also? Nobody's bouncing like this. I can't even say on the mic too, because that's a pause, right? I can't even say that. Yeah. Right? Nobody's bouncing like this on in the in the vocal booth. The way Method Man was. It's no me, Papa. It's right? no me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Nobody's delivery was at. <laughs> Yo, you use words for a living. Use your words, man. I'm using them. I'm using them. His delivery was impeccable, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. The pockets that he was able to find, yeah. um, just that energy that he came with, 
And yeah, like you said, man, like when I was when the record was playing and I was moving, right? Like right, right. that's the way right, right. that's the way he was delivering. Right, like right. you can't sit still. Like the right. way he makes you right. Yeah. You, move, the, right. you exactly. like when you would see the words on the screen and the ball would be bouncing. I don't know if it's karaoke. a pause in there, but karaoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or before karaoke, just like when they were teaching you how to do a song and teaching gotcha. you syllables and shit. We'll say this throughout the course of the album, but every MC in the clan having their distinct thing that made them special and being able to stand out amongst your brothers who are to the left and right of you, both incredible MCs. This is before we even get to the Method Man bars and the rhymes. I'm just talking about the voice and the delivery was spectacular. And then you tacked on the fact that he's saying ill shit. Um, you know, it's no wonder why in 2023 he's still here and still can put a record right, out right. And, and still and have And why a, he was the first star of Wu-Tang. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. without Method Man's stardom, yeah. I think the whole entire Wu-Tang thing is a different thing. Fact. You know That's what I'm saying? Fact. I mean, we only on song two, so maybe I'll wait to make this point. Okay. But I do love when Ray comes in what the piano does, right? Like, the way that they're able to bring a different part. It's so many people, not that there's a bunch on this particular record, but it's so many people in the group that you have to cater to. Yeah. The genius of the RZA to understand when to bring the drums in, when to take the sample out, what to filter. You know what I'm saying? Like, to complement that MC style. Like, Raekwon, I react so thick, I'm fat over those keys like that. Yeah. It takes the song to a nut. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a special moment in a song where you got to figure out how to make special moments because you got a lot happening. Which you know what I mean? Which we always say, right? The difference between somebody who can make a beat and somebody who can produce a record. Absolutely. You know? I mean, we already know that Abbott is just a brilliant genius. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like this man, this man made not only made this album by himself, right? But then he goes on and it makes ODB's album. He makes Meth's album. Right. right? He makes then he makes only built for Cuban. I right. mean, like then Liquid Sword, the nerve right. of him. Like, no, how dare you, sir? Only, how dare you? You can't make Liquid Swords after Only Built. Like it did spin crazy. the block on the double album, on the Wu double album. Let's not forget Grave Diggers also. Right, that mix right. Also, that's crazy. Um, so I said I was getting high. Next joint. What did you give Shame on nigga? Do you want me to go? You said you getting high. So how how did you get? I went all the way up. You went. You got a ten on this. I gave it a ten. Wow, I did not give this a ten. Is you this the perfect a record? No. What's no, right? what's what's wrong with it? This is not even ODB's best best verse. Did, is, is this verse whack? No, but it's not perfect. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, let me see why it's not. Let's see. Uh, let, I can, if I had to pull a quote, you got ODB, Method Man, and Raekwon. Ow, be Did, like wow with my style. You gonna um, do that? You gonna do that all album long? It's I, ODB we talking about. I let it out like gonorrhea. Got burnt once, but that was only gonorrhea. Like that yes. was that was that's fire. I let it out for for ODB. That is very much, you know, if you if y'all if y'all fuck with the hard to earn shit, B does this little shit where he well, try to well, he try too. to he try to catch these little I'm nuance moment. Like, I'm We're night, talking ladies. about ODB, bro. Exactly. That's how he rhymes. And I just said I, just, I let the first thing I said was this is not ODB's best verse, which means he has better performances. I think that if you're gonna nitpick him saying got burnt once, but that was only gonorrhea, let the shit out you like ask, diarrhea. You ask me why, so you I have can to, only go to the verse. But you have to nitpick through so you, every you single verse. So better, when we get to when, when we get to the perfect ODB verse, I want you to recite the lyrics. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. It's the same way. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay, fine. I think that who said that? It's a team song. Who said that? I think that it is a team song. Team song. Who said that? It's Wu Tang. Every song is a team song. I think Shame on the Nigga could have been a single, like with a video. I think it could have had that whole. It's just a the beat. It's good. The beat is amazing. The chorus is is incredible. Yeah, I agree. Um. Method Man obviously steals the show and does what he does, but Raekwon shows up and Dirty comes with that energy that you need. You didn't need everybody to rhyme their face off. Everybody had to fit in right where they needed to fit in to make a complete record. That'll make it and that's a why complete record is not a perfect record though. But I but in my opinion, there's nothing, there's no flaw in this record. When I listen to this record over and over again, I listen to where the production stands up 30 years later. I listen to the rhymes. I think the things that they did on this record, I just it's I didn't I couldn't find a flaw in it. So I went high. Would you give it, I gave sir? It, I gave it a nine. Give it a nine? Yeah, it's a great record. Okay. Not, great record. Not, not, not very far away, but a little bit. Clan in the front. Let's go. This is the first solo song we're hearing from Jizza ever. This guy's good. Well, <laughs> no, technically not really. First. No, it is. From from the genius we got, come do oh, me. Oh, Jizza. Well, Jizza, Jizza genius. Yes, okay. Come do me. We Jizza. got that. Wait, who remembers "Come Do Me" by Genius? Oh shit. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, so unfortunately. I, like that. I, I like that song. Ignorant. I like, I like you like that song? No, of course not. You don't like "Come Do Me"? I mean, compared to this, or just no, not compared to. This. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Same. It was, was cool. also like twelve. Maybe. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, we don't remember. We don't. We, we try to forget that. <laughs> but I, fuck, right. I fucked with Come Do Me, though. Let's get to Clan in the front, though. He's also a virgin, so, yeah. You know, Jizz is the, the brands of the shit. He's the head yeah. of Voltron, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's the guy that they took their cues from, obviously, yeah. with him already having experiences in the music industry and the business. Um, he gave them a lot of knowledge and wisdom about the pitfalls of it, right? I mean, even when we get to his verse on Protect Your Neck, yeah. the woo was too slamming for these yeah. cold killer labels. Like, that was a shot at cold chilling. Oh, the whole verse was Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously he talks about his experiences. Who's your, a mountain climber? That plays an electric guitar? Terrible, terrible. Um, but yeah, man, first solo joint that we get on here, Jizza, it's just tough. It's just a tough record. It's a tough record. And the, I mean, it, the production, I mean, it, I mean, the way, the way, whatever, how uh, RZA is uh, manipulating those keys, man. It just sounds like marching. It sounds like militant music. But it's like militant music, but it's not rigid. It's bouncy. The right? way he's able to match the keys where what the drums are doing. Because yeah. we've heard those drums, drums before, right? We heard oh this break goodness. before. So we know these drums. We kind of know where they're going to go. But for him to get the keys in that same key and get them going like that and then just Jizza just being a bar smith. Bars, and and man. just you know what I mean, and just going lyrically crazy. Bartender. Yeah, it's a very very tough joint. Absolutely. I mean, um, God Squad. That's mad hard to serve. Confronting and getting Bernard. Bernard gets what he deserves. I don't know how old you guys are. Right. Bernard gets real New York shit. New York real shit. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's 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 amazing. I mean, who don't who doesn't know who who Bernard gets is? This song is so good. I actually wished there were other Wu Tang members on it. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. I mean, again, as much as we love. Jizza, and I mean, again, I'm a massive Liquid Swords fan. Um, that album protrudes because there are other personalities on it. For and sure. That, that's what, you know, with, he's, he's such a, a straight man. Is that a pause also? Straight man? Okay. He's such a straight man with it lyrically. Like, he, um, like, you know, he... He's the world is so crazy that being a straight man is pause, though. Bruh, bruh. Because that means if he's a straight man, that means everybody else in the woo, you know, right? Which, which is not the case. So, You're stupid. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, it, it benefits when, you know... he. When he, he he can be sometimes 
dense and super lyrical when you have those other personalities to kind of give dimension to his songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think for this particular record, though, it was just what was needed, timing-wise. Yeah. You know, got the record done, got in, got out, pause, and Hook it's just so good. yeah, it's just just a just a tough joint. Would you rate it? Nine and a half. Yeah, I love this song. Really, production is incredible. Wow. I mean, now you talk about flaws. Like, what's the flaw? I mean, <laughs> it's just him. Exactly. Which is like, why I gave it, thank you. That's why I gave it a nine and a half. Exactly. Yeah. It would have been, it, it, if this had a crazy meth or crazy deck verse, this would have been a perfect song. So here's what I said. The, um, the piano, although I like it, I call it the ragtime piano, I don't love it as much as I love. You just said I nitpicked how, ODB. You so, said the piano? You had a problem well, with the piano? Well, that's a big part of the beat, right? It's like the beat that he's rapping on, on the song that we're talking about. So I did not love the keys, the piano, like that ragtime feel of it, only because it doesn't do anything else. It just doom, 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 and then right over the drums, right? So we're really- glad you said that. What really makes- There's another song that does the same thing and you better say the same shit, boy. No, because if the sample is great enough, then that's all you need. I don't think that this particular piano- This one, okay. Yeah, I don't think that this one, it doesn't, it doesn't, hook me in as much as I needed to for it to only be doing that. But the, but the hook is incredible. The hook is great. I like the, like drum, the drums stadium, are strong. Hook. The hook is great. The drums are strong. Um, Jizz's voice is great. I don't love the production in comparison to everything else in the way that we see RZA uh, manipulate certain joints. So okay. with that, I gave it an eight and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Let's go. You made your case. The one thing I wanted to point out and why I didn't want the record to stop into that Method Man verse, because then that guitar riff comes in, right? Oh, so and good. that's literally the difference so between this and, and the last song, right? Like, the, the sample is that, doom, 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 right? You got that, but then the drums are still going, but then you bring in that guitar riff, right? So you just add in more elements, and that makes the song more dynamic. I think that's the difference so you're in saying, the two you're joints. So last song needed more accentuation. Yeah, it gotcha. just like, it like really problem with the piano, though, because you was like the ragtime piano. Wasn't well, it? that's what I called it, because I didn't know where he got it from, but yeah. yeah. Saloon shit, saloon shit. Um, but this right here, yeah, this shit right here, here, though? Right here, though? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. This song um, is nuts, man. And the fact that they're like, this, they're so deep on this, man. Like it's, We got Ray, Meth, yeah. Deck, Ghost, RZA, Jizza, ODB. And they get busy. Everybody goes crazy. They get busy. Not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> But the majority, Ooh. the majority get busy. Okay. The All majority right. get busy. The majority get busy. Um, I mean, I realized when I was when I was younger, I think I was so caught up in like, first of all, I was like the massive Inspector Deck fan, right? So I was so caught up in like, you know, um, Beth's delivery, uh, Inspector Deck's bars, ODB's antics. I, you know, I really slept on Ghost and Ray initially. I really did, and. And you go back and you listen to Ray's verse even in this song, like, that's a different style. Like, he's not even using that style again in this album. Like, he was so good. He was so ahead of his time. And we didn't get to appreciate it until we got his own body of work. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yo, he's yo, the champion gear that I rock will get your boots knocked. That's a crazy perspective. That's a crazy. My sweater is so fire. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, that's, that's crazy. I mean. It's so b-boy to come in there with that kind of arrogance. But I love, again, as a writer, I love the perspective. Where he, he For sure. What I, what I appreciated about Ray and Ghost early on was that their attention to the detail and talking about fashion 
because it was shit like that. Like for me as a, a young kid who didn't have much, I almost felt seen and acknowledged when he mentioned his champion sweater and I was able to have a champion sweater, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it was shit like that that made it more tangible for me and made it more real. He was just like one of the dope fly dudes that was in the lobby. You know what I'm saying? He just happened to be in the clan that happened to be on TV. But even like down to the snow beach that you're wearing and what that did to the culture, right? Because if you lived in New York or if you lived in Brooklyn, if you were around low lives, you knew this piece right here. You knew what it meant. But when he put it on Possibly TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, you could lose your life over that, seriously. When he put it on TV and brought it to the masses and them kids in Idaho and, and places that didn't live Appreciate. and breathe hip-hop culture every day, it, like, uh, call Tommy Hill, uh, call, call Ralph Lauren to ask him what it did for the books. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the power of hip-hop and the culture. And that was 30 years ago. But the point that I, I was making was that I love when he had those moments where he would just talk about the shit he was wearing. The specificity. Yeah, because it was yeah. just like, I could see it. It was details. Like, oh, he got an ill chip. Now in my mind, I'm like, yo, what champion sweater he got also, on? I you know would, what I mean? I, I mean, I used to, I was big on the champion hoodies when I was a kid, but also I was wearing champion because I couldn't afford this when I was a kid. You oh, no, for sure. So like that was just showing you those different levels. I got a snow beach late in my adult life. Yeah, man, I wasn't, I couldn't afford it. And overpaid for it, yeah. proudly. Barely could afford um, bags. <laughs> Yeah, man. I be that insane nigga from the psycho. Like, again, we talking about yeah, Method Man yeah, and these yeah, flows. Yeah. The bars go, the flow goes. Let's get to the voice. Like, the, the way that he's able to utilize his voice as an instrument. I was about to say something crazy. The way he's able to utilize his voice as an instrument over this real sinister production, you got to fit in. You got to figure, pause. You got to figure out, like, even get to meth, right? And I mean, there's so many... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You guys, I get busy on this, but like, Meth, he's, he's so good with, de with delivery that, you know, sometimes his bars get overlooked, right? I mean, even his joint right here, right? He's like, um, you know, and I pull a foul. Nigga save the beef for the cow. I'm milking this hoe. This is my show to cow. Now, he said pull a foul, which is a double entendre. Foul is also poultry. Well, poultry, right? So right. He said, I'm pulling a foul, right? right. It's because I don't want the, the beef. Mm -hmm. Then he uses the beef, cow, right. milk in his hoe, right? Exactly. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's just wordplay, right? Absolute wordplay. Wordplay. But it's his bounce is so crazy, you kind of get caught up in, you know, there's also deck on this, man. Like, armed and geared because I broke out the prison, charged by the system for murdering the rhythm. Murderous material made by a madman. Like, you know, a nigga loves alliteration, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> All day. I made a career just, off it. Yeah, I mean, so he's, so I mean, like, just everybody's killing this joint, man. You know, um, Ghost comes with another style. All right, man, what'd you give it? Uh, a nine. Gave it a nine as well. Yeah. Good job. Okay. As we proceed. Oof. Everybody's just, talking about Just press play. Woo, woo. I'm on TV acting like it's just you and me. You, also, you, know you, can't, you can't, you can't turn off. Can it be, man? There's no yeah, reason. like there's, there's no, no, there's no spot to turn it off. There's no part. Yeah, you oh, just gotta man. stop it. Listen. So this is this is the purple tape prelude. For sure. This is the first time we heard Ray and Ghost make magic. Just for them. sure. Um, for sure. RZA needs to be incarcerated for this beat. <laughs> well, he was incarcerated in Scarface some some time later. Later, much yeah. later. This one, he should have been incarcerated first here. But like, <laughs> I mean. The, but it's, the beat doesn't do anything. It's just a loop. Right. And sometimes, so, so every sample is not the same. So certain samples 
That's all you need. Certain samples, you ain't even got to put no extra drums. You ain't got to play no bass. You ain't got to do shit. The sample is so spectacular, you caught such a groove in that, that it is what it is. And certain joints need dressing. That's all I'm saying. This is one of them joints Dang. that all it needed for them to do was paint this nostalgic mm -mm. picture and tell these tales of when it was all so simple. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, excuse me, worded that perfectly. Um, this was also like the beginning of like the, the the drug dealer get out narrative too, right? Like the, and then actually something I realized too, like the, it kind of went with um, some of the cinema also, right? Like the the blow, the, remember the movie Blow later on? Of course, on? love right. that movie. So, but before that, it was, <laughs> it was, it was um, the Carlito's Way, right? Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way came out, I think like two weeks after this album. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, again, that was like the, the, the beginning of like that, drug dealer get out the right. game thing. So like, that's what Ghost and Ray was kind of bringing it. They were owning that, like, yo, you know, former, however you want to call it, D-boys, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, this is what our, our life was. I love how, the, how, how Ray just happens to like, he's vulnerable, transparent, but yet at the same time, he's never for one second not super hard. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, for sure. Pause, right? Yeah, right? I think that we, we, we learned that we learn, especially as we as we continue on. Super hard. <laughs> Y'all crazy. <laughs> Ray and Ghost understanding the the storytelling aspect and 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 how dynamic they were at it, um, how well they played off each other, and the understanding of the shit that they went through, especially as we learn more about their history yes, together, yeah, right? right? And and really getting out of the street shit and getting into the music shit. They they understood that shit early and um just one one of them joints where it got us all to re reminiscing and being nostalgic and thinking about those glorious times or thinking about our youth or just thinking about some past shit, right? Cause the sample does that and then the vocal that comes in, can it be that it was Sex all so simple? I was in, in 93, I'm like, damn, shit was crazy in 89, yo, word. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which it was. It was. It, <laughs> it was. was. But now, right, in, in 23, I'm thinking back 30 years ago, like, It was wow. crazy in 93, boy. Shit was crazy in 93. This is a timeless record in that. It's always going to make you feel like that because you're Absolutely. always going to be able to, as long as you're here, to refer back to Absolutely. some of those moments yeah. and and as crazy as life gets as you move forward and propelling it, when you reminisce about some of the times, it just takes you back to a space. Absolutely, and, and again, going back to this album, like I remember really sleeping on Ray and Ghost, right? And now we talk about Ghost, like Ghost, I mean, I love this song, but like Ghost to me shines on this record. Um, it's, it's the way he just approaches it, the, the storytelling, like you said, the vulnerability, but then like just like great lines, right? And I mean, I mean, even when he kicks it off, right? Like it's like it's like kicking it. Um, what do we call it? Um, fly cliches. Fly, fly cliches. Look, what a fly cliche. I don't know. I know. I still it don't sounds know. good though, right? Kicking it up, like hoping to make my day. So I mean, like just the way he 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 brings this like new link new lingo, which which only built did so well, right? Like they they added to our vernacular. You know, with things like, I mean, from, even from the Wallabies and the, and the Blue and Cream, you know what I'm saying? Like, they started that here. So, again, I slept, on these, I slept on these guys when this album came out, but, like, Ray and Ghostman, they were giving you, the, if you listen, they were, they, were, they were setting the stage for what they were about to do with that masterpiece. Absolutely. And I was going to refer to this a little later on, too, but since we're here, in fairness to you, there was so much to choose from. No, 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 no. I mean, no, 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 no. I didn't miss anything. Right. I mean, honestly, this is not, this, like, 
you got to look at Ghostface in this on this album, mm -hmm. and then you listen to like Nutmeg. Right, right. It's different. There's growth. There's progression. Pause. But no. But what I was saying was that if you didn't fully grasp what they were doing at that moment or where they were going, that's fine. That's totally understandable. This record right here, though, however, is a ten. I knew you were gonna give us a ten. Yeah. I knew you was gonna give it a ten. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. I went. Is this revisionist history? Is it because it was a single? Is it because I'm attached to it? And I just kept going to the record, and I was like, well, where's the flaw? What don't I love? Where's the problem with it? Like, do I still get goosebumps when I listen to it? Do it still knock? Like, is it still super visual? And I just answer yes to all of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I can say yes to all those things. I, I, love, I love this record. I didn't give it a 10. What'd you give it, sir? I gave it a nine and a half. Okay, nine and a half. And the only reason I gave it a nine and a half is because the Can It Be So Simple remix. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's a different... That's marble cake. You know what I mean? That, that can't be so can simple. Can't be remix. so simple. Remix. It's crazy. How do you? How do you? Oh. How do you better the best? That's what I'm saying. So you know, I mean, I get it. I'm not mad at your ten. Nah, that's also a ten, by the way. They both ten. That's a twelve. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. The glorious days is gone, and everybody doing bad. Yeah. Like mad damn, lives like, are up for grabs. That shit stick to your ribs, though, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I love That's it. That's that shit. I love it. So we just um, under halfway through the album. If you saw the flyer, you know that we have some special guests in the house as well with us tonight that are going to be able to add on to this conversation. So I want y'all to make some noise right now as we bring to the stage. My man, Matty C, is here. What up, Matty C? Let's get that other chair get out here chair. for Matt. Let's get that chair out here for Matty C. The legend, Matty C. Before we even get into the conversation, Ooh. right? Maddie, stand up real quick, just so they can see your shirt again. Yes. Show them the oh, oh. So Riz give, a, give us the history on this yeah, t-shirt. RZA gave me this shirt right uh, when Protect Your Neck was all they had out. You know, and this was one of the first t-shirt runs. Had it in my mother's house for years. Pulled it out this year. And there we go. This is not that shit you seen at Target yeah. last week. You wasn't, you this wasn't ain't there. The reprint. You wasn't there. Celebrate these guys, yo, because I appreciate what y'all are doing for real. Yeah, this shit is this, shit. this shit is a classic in itself. The shirt is hold classic. On, hold on, but we appreciate what you've done for us. That part. Okay? Again, Thank if you are not familiar with the name Maddie C. alone, I mean, this was the man who made the unsigned hype what it is. He discovered Biggie. He put on he put on 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 on, on Wu Tang, you know what I'm saying? Became a producer in A and R at Loud Records, where Wu Tang got signed to. I mean, this man has so much history. I mean, even like you know the the hip hop quotable, like just making that a popular thing, man. You are not just a hip hop legend, but especially me as a as, as a journalist, you're definitely one of my you know my OGs. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And me as just for years, always as an aspiring rapper and the MC, like that hip hop quotable was everything. Yeah. And reading the line of notes back when there was physical product and seeing the people that were behind the scenes, because I was just as intrigued by the people that made the album as the people that made the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, seeing Maddie C's name time and time again on some of the best product that come out and just understanding. That that guy is he. That guy's one of the guys. You know what I mean? If anybody, if anybody was supposed to transfer the transfer over to be a a and had to be this guy. Absolutely. You can't you can't find Biggie and Wu Tang and then not get a job. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that's it. That worked out. It worked out. It worked out. It worked out. So Talk, I, go ahead. I'm saying. So I guess let's start from the beginning, man. I mean, you know, like the first time you heard Wu Tang, what was the setting? You know, uh, I'm sure it was a cassette tape. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. right. So, like, tell me, like, give me the, the setting, set it up, and what, what was your first opinion? Well, I mean, I love them, but the first Wu Tang song I heard wasn't Protect Your Neck. It was. 
uh-uh. It was before the whole clan really existed as a group. It was Old Dirty, RZA, and Jizza, a song called Rugged and Raw. Mm. And, we um, got that song. No. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's a good early, one. That's an early that's a demo. One. And, uh, you know, like, like as you guys are familiar with Scott Free, who also worked with me at Loud, he, he originally was the one who turned me on to Wu-Tang. Um, he was an aspiring MC himself who was featured in Unsigned Hype and New Rizza and started telling me about them even before Protect Your Neck was made, that they were planning and trying to come out with this, this group. And uh, they had made a couple demos. Rugged and Raw was one that stuck in my head. Dirty on the, dirty on the course. It's rugged and raw. Of course, you know, of course. Rugged and raw. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good dirty. That's pretty good. Yeah. When you heard rugged and raw, did you see it? Did you see it or did you need Protect Your Neck to really get it? Nah, I saw the whole, like, Wu-Tang was already kind of like a slang, a flow. Like, it wasn't just a slang. It was like a certain way to flow. And it was already like those three MCs were the core and, and creating that. And, you know, like, it's funny because Haas from UMCs, we were talking about this earlier, he mentions the flow of the Wu on a song at the end of a record, I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah, because Wu-Tang was already a thing. You know, like, tapes... Same thing with Method Man. Like long before I heard the song Method Man, it was was Scott Killer Class, Mike McDonald, all these guys who were talking about Wu's talking about this song. Like the tape was already circulating. Wow. Meth was known as the Panty Raider back then. You had another okay. tape on a mixtape okay. called the Panty that's, Raider. That's yeah. not what you want to be today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not the term that's you want to use today. That's not the term you want to be. Civil suit season. Okay. Exactly. Talk Very to us point. about. How do you organize like that many members and what the business was like of of getting everybody together and getting records done and you know having them show up and just be a part of the music industry and Great the business question. what was that like I mean my philosophy was the antithesis of all that and I think being at the source we all kind of felt like the music industry needed to shake up hip hop in general felt like that that it had been too co-opted by you know, major labels trying to take it over. And so the goal with Wu-Tang was really, okay, here's a group that could come straight from the street to the ears of the audience without going through a record company. Mm -hmm. And they got this, this, they have resources, we have resources at the source, and we could just make this happen without there having to be somebody coming in and say, we have to organize what you guys are doing, Word. right? And that's why it's such a raw expression. It was able to happen like that. So, so there was no, element that came in and told Wu-Tang how to do their thing, right? And even me as an A&R, even Steve Rifkin at Loud, all felt the same way. The artist is the one who's gonna have the creative vision and carry that out, and we're gonna let you do that. That's the goal here. You That's know? so important yeah. to know when to step back and just let the magic happen. You know but what when saying? it was time to shoot a video, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was the heard, worst nightmare heard, ever. These guys, just, yeah, I mean, a lot of artists have that the, um, So, I don't know if people folks know, but like, Hype Williams shot the Can It Be, Can It Be video. He shot Protect Your Neck. He did? Yeah, that's Hype's first video. But, they, no, he, but I remember it's because I was reading an interview recently, and he was like, they hated Can It Be, the video. They hated it. He loved it. He, that was actually the, the first video where he realized he could make a movie. He could, he, right, he could make, make a movie. Exactly. Right, yeah. And but they hated it. And I mean, if you look at it now, like it's 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 cringy. And I guess you know they wanted something a little more, you know, I don't know, more 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 spectacular, right? More shiny. But um, I think it's a beautiful portrait. And you know, I hope they feel different today. Man, when Raekwon said "blow" and that Wu Tang W came off the screen, that was all I need. I saw this is great. Yeah. Give it all the awards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Talk to me about the time at Loud. Obviously, um, 
historic label. And anytime I get an opportunity to salute uh, Steve Rifkin, I do that because there's Wu-Tang Clan and there's Mob Deep and there's the Alcoholics and there's Big MOP Punisher. and there's yeah. Pun yeah. and there's um, Cellar Dwellers and there's Dead Prez all on loud records, right? Like that is, you gotta make some noise for that. Wow, like, loud was a movement, loud was a movement, seriously. What was the energy like in that time and just, you know, discovering who, who didn't get signed, who got turned down? Like, what was the building like? I mean, the best part of that experience to me was this room we had, which was supposed to be my office, but we just turned into a listening room. And so the energy in that room was just basically anybody that had some music to play, come on in, sit down, we're all going to listen to it. And then, you know, we'll play some too, which is a back and forth of, you know, Listening to music, letting let people play stuff, and it was that energy I think that really kind of gave gave it a different feel than a music, you know, like Quiet. a record company. You know, it was more like a studio. Yeah, that's people some still shop and still stuff. shit. Yeah, but I at the same time, a lot of the artists that that were on loud early, you know. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Oh, had had exposure, had had a previous experience. Wu Tang, obviously, Mob Deep had had an album on, you know, Fourth and Broadway. And, you know, the artists that were on the West Coast, they, they often don't get enough credit either for really making that. The licks, got yeah, out the licks. Making for some sure. noise before Wu and Mob even came to. his ass off. Yup, yup. And I'm, another thing people don't know is Tongue Twister got his start on Loud, too. Mm, his yep, first record yep. was on Loud. Twister. Mm-hmm. Shout to Davina as well. Davina was on Loud. Don't act like she wasn't. Yeah, that's right. Shout to <laughs> Davina as well. So Method Man and Dirty got signed before Wu-Tang. And that's something oh. people don't really think, yeah, recognize in terms oh. of the timetable. So definitely really. Electra. I mean, I turned Dante Ross onto Dirty and the fact that he was available. He signed him. And then, uh, yeah, Def Jam... I remember when Meth came up to the source office, excited. He had gone to some event. He met Rosie Perez. He met Tracy Waples. He's, you know, Tracy. Def Jam. Yeah, you know, it was. That's excitable. It was over from there. It's <laughs> excitable day. Tracy, right there. Tracy's very convincing. <laughs> but yeah, that was before the Wu day. I think the Wu deal even consummated. Got it. Okay, that's and Steve did not have big money to sign artists, right, and right, so those right. deals were for more money, I think, than the whole Wu deal was for. Right, because they were oh. exclusive record deals, right, and right, right. Steve did this non-exclusive deal with Wu Tang, where right. the the group was signed aloud, but the individual artists could get right, deals right, elsewhere. Right. Musically, when they coming in playing records, how much of the conversation is had about what to add on, what to take away, you know, or do you just right. you and Steve and the guys stay totally out of the creative? Steve completely out of it. My thing was more on the creative side, but still with the same philosophy as before, which is that the artist is really gonna lead the vision. I'm gonna give some input. I have some experience with production. Scott, like I said, he was an artist as well. Didn't everybody have to rhyme battle Scott when they came to the office? I mean, you know, he might spit a verse. Yeah, exactly. I might play <laughs> I a beat. Spit a understatement. Yeah. Oh, the bus got free ass if I went up the loud, boy. It was, it was, a, it was get, a fun environment. Y'all lucky I ain't get I wish you to come through. Yeah. So that was what happened. And then, you know, like with the beats, like, it was interesting to hear you guys, you know, reviewing the album and talking about a couple of things I wanted to come back to. Bring the Ruckus 
we couldn't clear the sample. So you guys are talking about bringing the ruckus to beat. To me, when I hear that song, it makes me so mad because wow. the music's yeah, missing. See? Wow. Yep. So you guys are talking about this song that's like half gone. And Seventh Chamber, too, it had Bet You By Golly Wow in it. Mm. The stylistics that's gone. Want to hear that anymore? Wow! And wow! So, this is hard to hear, you know, guys. It's hard to yeah, hear. It's, yeah, it's 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 kind of a it's it's a spoiler, but yeah. But the drums, you know, RZA was not working with a lot initially, right? And another thing we wanted to support is these self-produced. I wanted to not see artists have to pay so much money to each producer for every track and do a right. separate agreement. Right. It was just so much more efficient for one self-produced album to happen. But you know, half of the album is the same drums. Right. He was still yeah. kind of expanding yeah. as a producer. And yeah, like, you absolutely, know. yeah. And you, you can see. He the, did a lot with a little. <clears throat> but you can see just the, the best art. those next albums. I mean, that's right. Liquid Swords doesn't sound like, sorry, my bad. Liquid Swords doesn't sound like 36 Chambers, you know, production wise. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think every, with every release, every album that came after that, you can hear more, more knowledge, more information, yeah, more yeah. resources. Um, first album is the raw, it's the yeah, stuff out sure. of the crib. Like, I'd be curious to know, do you guys know what songs were actually made? Here, right? Because when I heard some of those, those songs were later. Those were later. Yeah, those songs. Those were, were thirty-six chamber songs. No, or, oh, no, later. Those were ah. later. They, they, they came. So that was another thing. Another fun fact about here. I don't know if um Shadon. They did mention it in the beginning. They mentioned okay, yeah. yeah, like they actually moved. They moved here to record, and I, my boy, my boy Daoud was telling me about how he used to build with some of the the, the gods and like in the basement, and like they were recording and like doing you know five percent lessons at the same time, like all in this building right here. So that's another reason why we're here. When you see Firehouse Hang Forever, you're talking about, or even later than that? Later than that. This oh, is like ninety nine. So this is like more like the W album. Yeah. So when you see Firehouse Studios on I think, I any think, of those projects, right? Yeah. That's, that was that was this in this building. All of these different MCs combining styles, combining energy and talent to make one cohesive collective thing. Like you guys were saying before, the most amazing thing about them was that they were all good. Like they were all incredible. Like there were so many artists trying to do these songs at the time, leaders and other groups that would have native tongues, like five, ten people all rhyming, but if they were, they, you know, there would be some weak links that everybody would always argue about. So I think that you know, that, that that was really the, the jewel, you know? And the album, you know, not everybody's on every song. Right. And the way RZA tells it, you know, is whoever showed up at the studio, got on. You <laughs> show up, you weren't on <laughs> that was, song. Who was sober enough to record <laughs> exactly. their vocals that night. Yeah. You are known, again, you get such deservedly so credit for you know discovering Biggie, Wu-Tang. What's one other act that you are most proud about? My first unsigned hype column was DMX. People don't even think about that. <sighs> he's a pretty good he's a pretty good writer. Yeah. Pretty good rapper. That was like this 91. guy's got a track record, pretty eh? Pretty good rapper. Pretty good rapper. He went on to do some things. He did. Yeah. yeah. So what when you first heard X, again give us that where, where were you? Give us Well the, the producer set. for that uh, demo was Tony Dofat, who went on to work with Afton. Shout out to Tony Dofat. For sure. you know, shout out to Tony Dofat. Great producer. And yeah, the whole vibe, I mean, that demo's on YouTube actually. And it's, it's great to go back and listen to it. I did recently. And he sounds totally different. He's real dope. Much harder. Much more. I mean, you had to get harder than DMX than after. But the, his signature way that he started rhyming later, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could tell that he changed that after that a little bit. Crazy. Progression, like we were saying about the RZA beats. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the last thing I'll ask you before we let you, um, before we let you go, what was something that maybe came through the building that you liked or that you came across your desk that you weren't able to do the deal on? Oh, now. Like a regret. Yeah. Like a regret. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm not going to say I regret it, but uh, Shane Mooney. Okay. He's the Shane, who was also an A&R at Loud. Paul Mooney's son, by the way. 
Didn't he, know that. Um, That's rest crazy. Peace, Paul Mooney. Uh, he brought Eminem up to laugh. He, played, he didn't bring him. He brought the demo of him locking his girl in the trunk. Oh, and man. I was Kim, like, the Kim record. Yeah. And I was like, nah. Really? Yeah, nah. I'm, uh, nah. I can't get jiggy with this. Also, <laughs> you know, also the dynamics of race and the industry, I think it just worked out better for Eminem to be signed to Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. a lot of oh, reasons. Oh, he absolutely for needed a lot of reasons. Sure. He absolutely needed Dr. Dre, for sure, yeah. Eminem was... I mean, on the scene, so he made the rounds. You know, Duck Down had the opportunity. Rockets had the opportunity. Yep, yep. So they was out there TNT. trying to get a deal. I think that the universe aligned in the way it was supposed to happen. Because Eminem is not Eminem if he signs Thank to you. any of those any other Any of those, labels. including me, he would yeah. not have been. No, it's a different I thing. I do not. Exactly. I it's agree. It's a different thing. Yep. Your instincts, yep. as usual, yep. on point, man. Thank you for coming through. The legend, Matty C, legend. give it up. Thank, Thank you, so you much, everybody man. else. Peace and love. Be because we got another another guest, right? And I want to maybe go through a couple more records before we bring out okay. the next guest. That's cool with you? Let's we can leave it. the C here. I'm going to call it Audible. Let's do it. I bet. So we up to uh, Mystery of Chess, chess Boxing. Ooh. Yeah, let's do that. Oof. The Mystery of Chess Boxing. You guard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, Method Man on the Chorus, ODB, Master Killer, Ghostface Killer. This was the song that let me let me know that they arrived. Like, I remember Video Music Box, right? Yes. I remember coming home and seeing this yes. video, Yes. right? And I was like, oh, they got a budget now. Yeah, I said, oh, it's, it's this different. Is, this, this, this wasn't like the grainy Protect yeah. Your Neck video. Nah, they, they was got, on the chessboard. Yeah, they yeah, got, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, they got a budget now. Dudes over here, guys dancing on chessboards and doing kung fu. I was like, oh, they got spears. They all <laughs> had is, the, the small logo hoodie. This you know what I mean? Like, they got merch before got merch was a thing. <laughs> like, they, I was like, this is crazy, man. I was like, I was like, okay, they finally arrived, man. I'm, and this is funny because this is not really documented as one of their singles, but they definitely had a video for it. I remember yeah, that Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a single for sure. Yeah. Um, this beat and drum pattern, this... All right, it don't sound good on that, nah, but y'all nah, know the beat. That's not yet. That's um, not, we understand. Every cafeteria in New York City, in every borough, like, I was not going to no class. We was in that cafeteria, and my homie was boom, boom, They was doing that, <laughs> and somebody was on the table. pre Razel, okay. Yeah, somebody, and we was just rapping all day yeah. long. No, this, like, this instrumental's crazy. This, we made the instrumental, yeah. though. You like, did it over? Yeah, okay. we, didn't have to, we didn't have to beat out. We had a single. This is one of those songs that's actually on par with Protect Your Neck, because, like, almost everybody gets busy, busy, right? Everybody gets busy, bro. Mm, no, not everybody. All right, tell me who. I mean, let's not get into negative. Can I, can I finish what I'm saying? We're not getting to names. You're going to tell me where the weak link is. I'm, I'm, gonna tell you, I'm not going to tell you the verse without telling who did it. Like, I'm not. Anyway, the point is, the point is. Say it, say it with your chest, man. I'm going to say I'd rather lead with positive. Can I do that, please? Can I do my shit? Thank you. Anyway, so, so we were talking about ODB earlier. This is ODB's best, best verse. Okay. I was like, this is, this is when you saw he was... He could be, possibly be a star. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, not only uh, you, can, you can read the verse and it's super lyrical, but also, like, just again, the approach. I mean, he just stopped.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pops in the middle of it again. Gotta get up and be like it's it's, it's nuts. Shows that he can sing. Um, deck on this is crazy. Who else kills this? Deck kills this. Um, you got Mass Killer. You got You God. You got Ray. Master Killer is nuts on this verse. Oh nah, he steals the show. Like he's. Super... We have an APB for an MC Killer. Looks like the work. Looks of like a master. the work of a master. Yeah, yeah. For a Master Killer. That's, oh, whatever, man. Anyway, like there's. This is crazy. I mean, we can go on and on with the with, with um. Hold up. The flow changes like a chameleon. Plays like a friend that stabs you like a dagger. This technique a- attacks your immune system. Disguised like a lie, paralyzing the victim. Mm-hmm. That's wordplay. Boy. That's crazy. That is wordplay. It's imagery too. Absolutely right. Like I mean, and he goes on on that whole verse. Listen to that verse top to bottom, and just see again. Like you said, the imagery. I mean, it's 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 almost like gravediggish also because it's like that you know stark, right? But like that horrorcore, yeah, type that shit. horrorcore right. stuff. But like mm-hmm. just the, the the but the intelligence into it too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, sure. it's very scientific. Um, but again, everybody like kills. Like, if you want to get into the negativity, the weak links on this on this song are you God and Ghostface. Okay. Tell me. What? 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 Oh. Um. I think you get nitpicky when you say weak link because it's difficult. You got one, two, I think you got seven on this one at eight, right? Seven on this one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven MCs, right? So obviously somebody's going to have a superior verse and somebody's going to have a verse that's not as good as the best verse, but I don't think those are weak verses, my personal opinion. I didn't say those weak verses. I said they're the weaker links. I mean, I yeah. I don't think you're gonna get. You like you uh, guys verse? I don't think you're gonna get across the board. Do everybody. you like you guys verse? What's how how what, how it goes? Ha, 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 what? I said you, how does it go? I don't you know. tell me. You, gotta, you, you, you love got, the verse? Do you me, love the verse? So is it the greatest rhyme of all time? No, no but which I don't. Is my think, point. Okay, but <laughs> it's not like. Point. But it's but again. What I'm saying is, if you compare it to everything else on there, you're gonna have record. You're gonna have verses that you love more than others. I don't think Bruh, it's a. I, I never, don't think it's a terrible I ne- verse. I never said it was a terrible verse. Oh, okay. I actually That's do it. love the verse. All I ask. I never said it was a bad verse. I never said. I, I also it. said it's not a weak verse. I said it's the weaker link. Like right. you said, there's a hierarchy on every song. There's gonna be a best verse. There's gonna be a weaker verse. I feel that like happens to be you, God. So I'm saying. That's fine. I still don't. I don't. I don't take anything away from the overall joint, though. I didn't say I did. All right, so let's so talk about so the numbers. You gave it a ten. You talk about numbers. I'm curious now. I, gave it, you I gave it a nine and a half. Gave it a nine and a half. Yeah, it's a nine and a half. Okay, look it's at a that. Nine all of that for nothing. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Let's get to it. Yeah, again, I love this song. I mean, RZA, Inspector Deck, Meth, they both kill it. Um, again, uh, Meth has that, that, that crazy delivery. Um, and I mean, Inspector Deck, Inspector Deck actually, I, we didn't even talk about this, but like. Inspector Day was my favorite Wu Tang member at first. Again, I know said he was. He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. You know, and and you know, like again, folks they flocked to whether it was ODB, you know, or 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 uh, Method Man. But um, Inspector again, I was always just a bar guy, and like 
as far as poetry, like, I, there may not be a more poetic, other than Jizza, right? But it's different. Like, more poetic or balance of that poetry and that street shit than, than Inspector Deck for me. For sure. Deck is a guy who take, he, he paid attention to every word he used. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Again, for a writer like me, like that's that I, I hear it. I hear I appreciate every single word that he uses. Like he does for not sure. waste. We talk about no 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 bars off, but he doesn't even waste words. You know, yeah. I love it. Um, sure. even like this, I mean like in, the, in the, the balance of this song, like you've you've got these all these 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 three different styles. I mean, Rizza comes in and like Rizza's great, performance is great, right? Comes and does his thing, you know, more, more family fused than Richard Dawson, if you don't understand the reference. He's very polarizing, right? He becomes a super aggressive. And then Inspector actually comes with a new flow. Like he comes in moonwalking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I put the needle to the groove and get rude. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, wait, where did that come from? Or something like he sounds like 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 Miles Davis, you know what I'm saying? With the trumpet crazy. Word. And then meth comes in, sounding completely different than the first two. So I mean, again, this is this would be to me, this is a perfect Wu Tang song, man. I said earlier, Rizza understanding um his you know, the, 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 the level of MCs that he had in his group and what was in the arsenal, right? And just knowing when to make moments happen. Like the drums, where Meth rides over the drums on his joint and you just get the you know what I'm saying? Like, that's perfect for where he delivered, right? So just understanding, again, um, who you, your, 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 your personnel and what you have to elevate what they bring into the table. Like, I love the genius in that, because like, Meth sounds crazy over that break right nuts, there. Nuts. Like he's he rhyming, he's, yeah, it, sounds, it sounds amazing. Lightning and thunder in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, saying? yeah. Nah, it's, it's yeah. a special moment. Uh, like yeah, I said three three minutes and thirty six seconds, or even down to the shout outs. Like it's just a fire. It's just a fire joint. Yeah, it's impeccable, man. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing. Uh, it's a ten. It's a ten. It's a ten for me. It's a ten. Yeah. All right, no yeah. doubt. I gave it a ten as well. Okay, nice. There we go. Um. Where's my man mathematics? Do we agree? At, Do we agree? Where's, what do we give? Where's my man mathematics? Where's mathematics at? Where's the God mathematics at? There you go. Oh, yeah. here we go. Y'all make some noise. Hey. Peace, peace. Okay. It's all right. Peace. Mm. My brother. It's good. Ah, uh, how you feeling? Good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting here listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, well, I can't wait well, to get on the stage <laughs> and tell them how well, wrong well, they are. Let me sit over here. No, well, well, you know, music is always opinionated. For so, sure. so, so, you know, I don't see flaws. Either you like it or you don't. Right, right. And one thing about the, it. I, I want to say, like, the genius of RZA was that he knew the voices. He used them as instruments. So sometimes in making a song, you may not get that verse you want from that MC. Because he's, like, like if you, I was talking before, the flows. So... You know, back then, it, it wasn't like everybody had the same style and everybody was coming the same way on every beat. It's like brothers will listen to the beat and let the beat dictate how they're going to flip that beat, you know? And also, for those who, like, to come do me, and big shout out to Maddie C and Steve Rifkin for allowing brothers to do what they do, because Come Do Me was actually the last record on that album. And for those who don't know, like, I started off DJing for the Jizza when he was on Cold genius, Chilling. Genius, yeah. So Come Do Me was the last record. He didn't want to do it, but that was the label. Like, yo, but if you listen to that album, that album is incredible. It's like his lyrics, he's killing it, and it's a blueprint for a lot of the Wu-Tang songs mm. that came later because a lot of brothers studied that blueprint. Right, you know, Jizza taught. That's why they say he was the head. He right. still is. He was older than all of us anyway. Right, right. 
you know so yeah on that note i'm sorry i like the genius man i like that so let's take a quick minute to introduce our guest properly um like i just mentioned being at the wu-tang tour and this man holding down the sounds and djing on that tour and producing so many of your favorite wu-tang joints um but also the creator of this worldwide recognized logo that we love that even when Maddie came up here, you see that Wu-Tang logo. Y'all gotta clap for that. He created, he yeah, drew yeah. the Wu-Tang logo. Actual fact. And I'm from Queens. That that logo was drawn in Queens. That logo was drawn. It, it was drawn in <laughs> 40, 40 projects. In let, it, let it be known. Shout yeah. out to Queens. Um, I mean, so there's so many things that obviously you being there from day one, day negative one, that you could talk about. Um, but talk to me about this album, the process of seeing it created, and the success that it amassed upon release. Oh, it's crazy. Just like when you was talking about uh, uh, chess boxing, because I remember when Dirty did that verse. I hated that verse. Did you? Yeah, I was sitting in the studio. I was like, yo, when he came out, because I, I just heard, like, you know, I like Yuga. He came off. He started it right. Yuga actually had like more. Like Yuga verse. Yeah, he actually had more balls on that verse, too. But, 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 yeah, 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 because so many brothers got on. Um, Deck came on murdering it, Ray. Then when he went in there and he came out, because Dirty will go in in one take, and what he do, he do. He came out, he's like, that's it. That's it. I can see that. I can he's see like, that. they gonna love this shit. I was like, word. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but he was right, you know, because Dirty right. was more of a, a showmanship. When I first was hearing Dirty, Dirty could rhyme his ass off when he wanted to. And on Protection Neck, he rhymes straight. Like, he doesn't, there's yeah. no antics. Like, he's bought up on nah, that. He went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Dirty could rhyme, but, but Dirty was also, like, a showman. And, and it's yeah. like, he knew, he, Dirty was ahead of his time. He knew certain shit, and he was like, hey, hey. Like he said in one of his records, you want to rap and rap and rap, man, fuck that. Yeah. I think that I, even with me, sometimes what I would get annoyed with, if you will, is that I was like, damn, everybody else is so serious and everybody is taking this, like, this craft so serious. And I almost felt like he was joking in that I know you can rhyme because we heard you go crazy on joints before. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like, just go in there and rhyme and go crazy, but that wasn't the genius of ODB. And it took me some years to realize that. Right. I can, I can do that, but y'all can't do this. You know? Right, 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 so right. We're going to get right to the hard-hitting questions. Right? We've got a lot of time. Okay, all right. What's your favorite joint on the album? Uh, me, personally, I love the whole album. Uh, my favorite joints, though, is like, um, and I feel Maddie C, because I remember the original Seven Chamber and and um bring the ruckus and all that uh, but but i also seen what rizza did and how he made that shit work and it was like wow you know what i mean so um but cream is always one of my favorite joints yeah, for sure. um that's classic uh you know and i remember that but it had like four verses on it from who from who what? ray and deck going back and forth oh. yeah so so you it's another deck versus another ray verse um, you heard it here first. Yeah. Where are the dats, ladies yeah, and gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yo, I had um, 
Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with before it was Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. It was a ghost joint. It was a ghost joint. Justin won it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yep. crazy. But but things just you know you know how it is when you make an album you you craft you mold and what whatever the better song, that's what we going with. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Was a better song, and As a group. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Fresh off this tour, traveling around the nation, and obviously Wu Tang being a worldwide and global phenomenon. Um, what's some of the things that you've seen? throughout your journey, when you look at the clan, when you look at your brothers, and you're like, wow, this shit is, like, we can go anywhere in the world, this is recognizable, we really changed the sound of music. Yeah, oh, shit, it's crazy. It's like, um, to this day, just like like you said, we, we traveling like 30 years later, going to spots, and, and it's like, you see generations, you see, um, like you said, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s 20s you, you see little kids we didn't brought little kids out on the stage because it's like they getting introduced to it from like their parents and they coming in and, and some of them are surprised you they know the words and it's, yeah so that part of it is, is still crazy to me to, like to piggyback off of your question tour you were there from the very beginning right what was it like again because i was giving them credit from the beginning about melding those two cultures right like asian culture with the kung fu flicks and then what was it like the first time y'all touched down as a group in asia um you know what the first time we touched down as a group in asia was actually this year really that's crazy yeah yeah this year was the first time we oh, touched down as a group, as a group. yeah so i was like rizzo stays in japan. right right yeah yeah not but, but japan we've been to japan japan we was like um in the 90s, uh, uh, we've been to Japan a couple of times. But China, you know what I mean, was our first time going to there as a group. Um, Japan was off the hook when we first went. It was it was ridiculous. It's like um, it was like almost like a Michael Jackson moment because I remember like when we leave in the spot, how the whole street was just like flooded. I mean like flooded like a park jam i used to do park jams you know what i mean i used to throw park jams in, in, in basically projects so that whole thing used to be crowded it, it was like that but everybody's running some some dude was right here by by the by whip while we driving off ran right over his foot I'm, I'm right here looking at him see his face and he's still smiling trying to run with the trying to run and keep up it's like what is broke ass <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah when those bruce lee slippers on too, that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, she got right to the bone <laughs> Yo, that's, yeah it was crazy um so we talked about the 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 legacy we talk about the importance of that wu-tang logo um, when you see it, when you see it used on so much merch and people draw it and people tattoo it, what does that make you feel? Like, obviously, it wasn't the very first sketch that you came with, but that was the one that stuck. That was the one that, that felt like the group. When you see the impact of it, and we talk about iconic hip-hop logos, that being, you know, in everybody's top three, if you, if you put numbers on it, what does that do to you? What do you think when you see that, knowing that you created it? Oh, you know what? It's, it's still kind of crazy because, um, like, it, it, sometimes it seems surreal. Like, yo, I really did that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, other times it's like, you know, when I see the appreciation people have, you know, it's always a good feeling, though. You know what I mean? It, it, it's definitely a good feeling. But it, it for me, it's also a journey because I used to do graffiti. And, and you know, um, I went to school for art. So my, my thing, at one point, I was going to be an artist. 
some type of art field. I used to travel my black book. So, you know, I did all types of sketches, all types of things. And, and you know, Rizzo seen some of them. But when it came down to it, it was uh, Rizzo called me one night. You know, he was like, yo, we need the logo tomorrow. We're getting these joints pressed up. So I was like, word, tomorrow. And at this time, you know, this is after the cold chilling things and things ain't work out. So, you know, I went back to work. You know, I had to, I had to you know, take care of the fam. So my pops was a carpenter and I, I, I was grew, grew up as a carpenter. So I was a carpenter at the time. And Rizzo caught me. This is before the days of cell phones. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you had your beeper. Absolutely. But, but I, I, as soon as late. I came walking in the door, the phone rung. You know, he, you know, that's when you got called a lab and shit. Right, right, right. So the phone rung. I pick it up. He was like, yo, getting these joints printed up tomorrow. We need, we need a logo. So I was like, word. I said, all right, cool. He was like, yo, where you working at? I'm, I'm in the city. I was at Varick, 200 Varick. Come pick it up tomorrow morning. You know, my break time is 1030. Come through. Crazy. Crazy. Come, Come scoop the, the Woo logo Come scoop the from Woo me at my job on my on, break. On lunchtime. Yeah. Yo, they came rolling in like it, it was Rizzard, um, Power, Devon, and, uh, and um, Ghost. And when they came rolling in the job, you talk about like dudes looking like, because they came in with the, the Timbs. Right. You know what I mean? The hoodies. And yeah, they, they came rolling in too. Like, they was like, what has he got like, yourself we like into? Huh? Were you in a corporate environment? Or? Yeah. Because <laughs> we, 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 we was building, but I was working on, at the time, was a, it was, became a science lab. Wow. So, so it's like, I mean, the workers was there, the, 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 you know, and you would have the people come to to make sure the job was going right. And when they came, it was like a lot of shit was going on. Yeah. So when they came and they saw it, it was like everything stopped and everybody looking at them. It was like, what are they doing here? Yeah. yeah. So what kind was, of science are they doing? Yeah. Well, last joint I want to ask before, we, before you go. You working with so many members of the clan on music and producing um, what is that like? You know, you talked about RZA and understanding how everybody's voice is an instrument. What is it like when you're producing for the clan? What are some of those moments? Um, shit. Well, now it's, um, you know, it's crazy because when y'all was talking about RZA before um, and, and y'all was saying as far as the genius and a beat maker and a producer, RZA came into the game as far as I knew him. As far as long as I knew, and I knew RZA since like I was like 15, you know. And, I, and when I met RZA, it wasn't all no music, you know. It, it was just you know the guards. We you know we was building, and, and we loved karate flicks. We had a lot of shit in common. We used to switch. We, we used to trade VCR tapes. Yo, I got I got I got this joint. I got Where's that joint. Yeah, hey, you got the killer tape. Where's my killer tape? <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at fact. Yeah, so so I ain't gonna get into that. But 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 Rizzo came in as a producer because if you listen to them songs, he knew the breakdown, like how you said, like putting in the guitar strings. And I came in as a beat maker. I knew what what was rocking. And what I like, so when you hear like my first joints, whether it was like Cobra Clutch, you know, it's just the beat rocking, or you hear Mighty Healthy, it's just like, you big, know, big now, yeah, but now it's like I learned and I understand the concepts of how you make a song, but Rizzi came in with that. So um, with him understanding the voices, I had to learn to understand the voices too, because you want everybody in your beat. I remember I played a beat for Ray and Ghost, I was like, nah, I hear them on it. They heard it, they was like, nah. Meth heard it, he was all on it, and he murdered it. 
So then it, th that's when I started realizing, you know what? Th his voice did match better, but this is who I wanted on the track. So then I had to figure out the instruments yeah, of the, of the, the beat instead of just what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. the instruments of the vocals. So it's always a pleasure to work with my brothers, to put it long story short, and it's always good. Um, I miss the old days when we was all in the studio because the energy was something different. But now everybody got their home studios and, you know, we'll talk about it and be like, all right, send me the joint. I send it, get it back. You know, you, but as a producer, I mean, you got to make what you, you know, got to got to do. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. Look, man, we appreciate your contribution to it, man. You've made some bangers, man. And Thank I you. mean, just the, I mean, Regardless of holding them down for all these decades, man, but like to be the the the, the artist behind that logo, behind that vision, I mean, we gotta we gotta give it up to you, man. Seriously, gotta give it up, man. man. Make appreciate noise that for my brother, DJ Mathematics, the Law of Mathematics, man. Whoa, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with was a Ghostface record. Bro. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's crazy. The things you wow. find out here wow. at Hard to Earn. I mean, listen, man. You know. So we talked about. Wu-Tang Clan changing the landscape in music and changing the sound. And we talked about vernacular. Um, one of the many aliases, the words that people use when they're talking about their money is cream. Uh, not only did they come with the slang for it, but they actually broke down the acronym, I mean, cash rules, everything around me. It's only right that we take them there. Let's get to it. Title alone, one of the greatest rap songs ever. Man. Again, like that vernacular, right? Like, I mean, the hook is, the hook itself is great for sure. But to but his hook to be an acronym just is a just a a, a second layer. It's to a the level, genius. yeah. It's a level up of genius for sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Again, um, Raekwon has a he has a, a an an uncanny ability to give you that vulnerability, um, give you that transparency, storytell. Because he's telling you about street shit that only a real one can detail and survive so even when he gets into those vulnerable moments yeah. you know he was a real one right and those and i grew up on the crime side the yeah. new york Times staying side alive staying no alive job. was no job Come like on, that's, staying alive that's that's, that's yeah nuts, man. crazy catching keys from cross seas rolling in mpvs every week we make 40 g's that's cool g rap Right, that's you know what I'm saying. Ten thousand percent. That's Kooji rap shit right there. Two, like, ten thousand. So I mean, like again, you, you talk about this all the time, right? There are certain artists who are great storytellers, right? There are great artists who have great delivery. It's, it's hard to really marry the two. Mm -hmm. So when you can do that and then have a high level of lyricism at the same time, for sure, those are the special dudes. That's, you know special what I'm saying? that's why he made incarcerated Scarface. Yeah, I mean, I got the storytelling is brilliant. The acronym change the lexicon. The beat is immaculate. The Charmel sample we've heard it used since then. Yeah. Um, so we know the source material, but the way that RZA was able just to manipulate those keys right there with those drums and make it do what it do. And then, you know, just throwing meth on, on the chorus with his energy yeah. and his tone and right. his delivery. That voice, yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. took it. It just took it up to another and, and level. Look, and there's no, it doesn't, it doesn't, does the track, it doesn't regress with Deck. I mean, Deck is crazy. Dexverse nah. is crazy. Nah, they make they're making baby merch because of. They, have you ever seen those um yeah those little giants yeah onesies it, with yeah. life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough absolutely like, yeah like, like to this day yeah, yeah. like that's crazy. But Thirty years later, I mean, like that just shows you the power. But again, 
again, he's Deck is one of my favorite poets, man, across the board. The way he just puts those words together, man, and, and makes it so vivid, too. Like, he has fun with words, but it's like, it's not just like lyrical miracle. There's a lot of artists who love putting words together, but you don't really understand what they're saying. We're not going to use any examples right now. Deck does the same thing. He plays word Tetris, but he also paints a brilliant picture at the same time. Absolutely. That's a different type of gift. Yeah, it's been 24 long, hard years. I'm still struggling. Survival got me bugging, but I'm alive on arrival. Yeah, crazy. What did you give it, sir? We got stick-up kids, corrupt cops, and crack rocks, and stray shots all on a block that stays hot. Believe it up to me while I be living proof. To kick the, the truth, truth to, to the, the young, young black, black youth. The yeah. young black youth. Yes, yeah. The youth was already young. Yeah, yeah, We yeah, made them younger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's some little shorties he was talking about. The young black youth. <laughs> Yo, it shouldn't be so rough, man. <laughs> I gave cream a 10. I gave this a 13. I gave, it, yeah, I, gave it a, I gave it a 10. I gave it a 10. So you talked about this song earlier, yeah. and I talked about the importance of Method Man being Wu-Tang's breakout star yep. that helps propel the entire group into the next level because they continue to ascend like they go into this worldwide thing but i think method man's charm and appeal and the fact that he was with def jam all of those things assisted in growing the wu-tang brand early on so let's get Max, into method man here on hard to earn yeah that is the jam that's but jam in Torre, the sake Torre, of time so Torre, you are a songwriter yes you're a rapper Right? Yes. You've written R&B, you've written rap yes. for other people, for yourself. Yes. So I wanted you to break this down, right? Because okay. this song, it needs, it needs analysis. Because 1993, we heard nothing like this. For sure. Now, and I will say that there is some DNA here, right? What, what Method Man was doing, Daz Effects already did. Right, the brilliance See, this of, is why you my partner. Yeah, This you know, is why. I know a little something. This is why. This, but they... And that's why I always gave Daz Effects such credit because like, it's one thing when you got like a subject and you gotta like give your opinion or what you see. It's a whole nother mastery to take nothing and match that with something that has nothing to do with it right. and make it something. Put a whole different. lot of nothing together. Right. Whole so, lot of nada. A whole lot of nada, right? But what, he, but what Method Man did was he did what Daz Effects was doing because they were so hardcore, right? Like, you know, I mean, what, what was it? Um, hard Like a Criminal, right? That was mm -hmm. a record. They, they, they were so hardcore and so bent on that, he took, he took the same style and made it playful. He actually yeah. made it pop. Right. Right? Made yeah. it pop music. He took a bunch of cultural references. Zeitgeist references. And, yeah. um, you know, he flips hauling notes on here. Yeah. You got the super sperm line in there. You got the Dick Van Dyke jingle in there. Pulse. Like, he takes, yeah, pause. He takes all of these different moments that you may or may not be familiar with, but things that are familiar to the air, things that are catchy, and things that are easily remembered, right, right, rememberable. Right, 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 right. And he does it's it. in pop culture, yeah. He does it in a hip hop way. The beat already has a certain swing to it. So right. you already, you know, and he's really acrobatic with yeah. the way he delivers the record. Almost yeah. like, you think about how like a slinky moves, right? Like you mm -hmm. drop it down the steps and it yeah. does this. And then, like that's how Method Man was verbally right. on, on, the, yeah. on the record. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he took you in all different directions and different ways with it. Um, and you have to be masterful to get away with this record. This is oh, a, for sure. This is a dangerous record. It's a very this dangerous record. This could go record. so left. Right, because it's very borderline commercial. Like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, Poppy commercially, like, but for some reason it keeps its, it's almost, grit it and integrity. It almost too playful. Again, this is a 93 New York rap is so hardcore. We are, we are too serious. 
it, it, only not, Method Man could get away with doing this yeah. because I think he possessed all the shit. Like he was the anti-sex symbol, sex symbol. Right. He was he was very gritty. Um, he reminds you of the guys around your way. You know what I'm saying? Like he was playful with it, but he had the voice, but he had the charisma. Anytime you saw him in an interview, even if he had the scully with the one eye down and, you know, picking up his nose, it was something about him that continued to make you want to pay attention to draw you in because he had star power, which makes sense as to why he's starring in television and film now. Because that, that star power, you can't max that. You can't hide that. That can, was always there. Can you there. talk about the melodies, though? Because, I mean, he almost puts five different songs into this one song. I mean, if you he got he put a bridge on it. I got five bags right. of skunk, right? Like, his whole bridge is talking about some street shit, like so Friday night chilling. I got some weed. I got some drink. I got a shorty. I'm out to smash. You know what I'm saying? Like, he made it playful. He found a pocket. He found a melody within those keys on that joint. But he didn't water it down with the content so even though it sounds playful to the end like a kid would sing it if you really break down what he's saying you're like oh wait you talking about some nefarious shit like what's up with you <laughs> right. you know what i mean no doubt no doubt i love it i mean chim chimery chim chimery that's the freak of flow and flow fancy free right i don't know what that means <laughs> how many licks would it take to get to the tinty rose center right you got you got the owl in the tootsie roll commercial you know what I'm saying? Like, it was so many things that was already familiar to you, things that you already knew that caught your ear. He just put them all together yeah. in it, a hip-hop joint. And made it special, man. And made it special. Made it and joint, made a very man. special Seriously. moment. But everything that you're saying about it being a dangerous record and it being, it could have easily went the other way. I mean, well, Wu-Tang didn't want this to be a single. Okay. The other fellas didn't want this to be a single. They, yeah. So, they, I think they thought it was too... Kitty or childish or playful as well. Again, if you see how they, you see how Ghost and Ray Rom and Spectre right. Rom, you could understand that. But it worked though. You know what I mean? This Again, this, yeah, you had to give it up to, to Rizzo. This record for his vision. popping off the way it did and dominating radio and crossing over into, you know, this is Z100 days, like on the pop side and it being able to play on that side brings Wu Tang to a whole other audience. Right when it was needed for them to go to that audience because that's how you continue to make them street records, and, and but you get to the next deal. There's a reason why Meth got the first solo deal. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure, Absolutely. for sure. Incredible. It's incredible songwriting. Absolutely. It's incredible songwriting. It's Absolutely. not the best lyricism. It's not the best MCing, but it's it's brilliant songwriting. Gotcha. No doubt. I gave it a nine. Give it a nine? Yeah. Oh, and I gave this a ten. You gave it a ten? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like this song. I gave it, Still I actually, today, I actually yeah. gave it a nine and a half, but I was going to pull back As and for give all it of, a for nine. All of, I mean, I could poke holes in this about the playful lines and ridiculous stuff, but I mean, again, taking nursery rhymes, taking commercials, taking jingles, and turning it into a hit hip-hop record in 93, you got to be special, man. That's that's some other type of Super art. Super special. Yeah. Super so, special. For sure, for sure. Three more joints. Hold on, what do y'all think, though? Is Method Man a ten or a nine? Which, Ten, ten? Nine? Ten? I'm going to go back to my nine and a half. That's what I got on the paper. I'm going to stay true. No, stay true. I'm going to stay true, true to my, stay stay true true. To my nine don't, and a half. Don't let them sway you. Stay. Come on now. Protect your neck. Let's get to it. Yeah, what do we say about protect your neck? I mean, we. this is a, yeah, I mean. We just call it a ten and go to the next joint, yeah, right? Like, like, yeah. Like, okay, okay. You know what? Because this song doesn't need analysis, who had the best verse on protect your neck, Torrey? Oh, now we got to listen to this shit. No, we don't. <laughs> How, no, we don't. Um, you, you forgot the you got verse and protect your neck verse? Who had the best verse? I was most impressed. Oh, your favorite. Oh, your I favorite. Was, I was most impressed with ODB on this joint. Okay. Because okay. Dirty just went crazy he, on this joint. Like, 
Yeah, and I don't. We very rarely do we get performances like this from Dirty. We got playful shit. We got singing shit. Like, um, how's verse start? First things first, first things man, first, you man. You fucking with the worst. I be sticking pins in your head like a fucking nurse. Yeah. I'll attack idiot. Like, just even the visual of that, you think about Pinhead, you think about the movie, like, just crazy. And then, again, stopped in the middle of it. Niggas be rolling. Like, he just stopped out of nowhere and just started, like, doing some blues singing. Hit like, you with niggas be rolling. With the night of the creeps. Niggas be, yeah. niggas, you know what I mean? Bite my style, I'll bite your motherfucking ass. Listen. Who, um, who, who shines brightest for you on this one? It was always, again, it was always Deck for me because he's he's my favorite again throughout this album. First of all, there's no bad Deck verse on this album. Every Deck verse on this album is crazy. That's that's. And Deck showed up to the studio a lot because he's on Mad Records. Yeah, Deck wasn't yeah, bullshit. That's right, that was the the Buster Rhymes element, right? Right. He was Just like, yeah, nah. The, well, yeah. we at? We there? I'll be there. Yeah. Um, but again, like whatever. How many times he showed up? Like, there's no song on this album where Deck doesn't not not just show up. Deck kills it. Now he shows every out. single verse. He shows. So out. like you know, of course he had the advantage when he set it off. Um, I think today, I gotta give it to Meth. Because mm. um, again, like he, the bars are there. Like you read Meth's verse, it still hits. But again, that that that, that delivery is a little singular. You know what I'm saying? Jizza too though. The buoyancy. Like, is right. <laughs> Jizza as the anchor of the record, like when everybody goes crazy, and then you get to the end of this record that's the longest fuck record, and you still excited to hear his verse, and it's still yeah. cinematic. You know what I'm saying? He's still talking that shit and I'm like kill it. Right. right? Yeah. Nah. Like it's it's a it's he's a perfect like, joint. Hostel, wearing that apostle. I was like, yeah, I used to wear that apostle in '93, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ever? Even you think about the what's happening in the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like the beat is a collage of sounds that right. just mesh perfectly. Um, and we were all debating over who our favorite member was. This is early, yeah, right, right? Right, right? So exactly. if you right. gotta if you gotta keep having that, that's how you know the song is amazing. Right? For sure. That that conversation has never stopped, and there's always different answers, right? For sure. Different reasons, and all the, everybody's reasons are valid. I mean, I remember having an argument with somebody. I don't remember who, but they were they were going hard at like Jizza was the best verse, and I was like, I hear you, I hear you. Disagree, no. but I hear you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all valid. valid it's all argument. valid. Yeah. Depend on the day of the week. Ex you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So tens, tens around. Ten, yeah, tens yeah. around. Great work, people. So, last song. Uh, tears. Last song. Let's get to tears. People remember that? Y'all remember tears? Y'all don't remember tears? Yo, Ghostface's verse is wild on this song. Goes the wild guy. Yeah. Um, RZA sets this one off with this storytelling yeah. verse karma. about karma. Yeah, about about karma. Yes, it's definitely a full circle. He did some fuck shit, and it came back. And oh, we know it's fuck shit. We don't know that. I mean, he had to, he had to, he had to lay somebody down. It could have been I bad. Mean, yeah, there was some. Rizzo killed somebody. He's laughing about it, and then all. And I guess the karma caught up to him because his brother goes outside and also gets murdered to get Wonder Bread. We went to get some Wonder that's, Bread. That's probably yeah. You should, that's, yeah, you should got some whole grain. You should not be eating Wonder Bread. <laughs> you should not be eating Wonder Bread. You should have got um, that eight oats joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so this is not a. This is a story though. This is a fictional tale. This is not. Yeah, I mean, well, Rizzy, yes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't. I hope. I hopefully, Ghostface. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. Yeah, Ghostface's story is he's running a train with his homeboy and this his, man Big Mo from the group home. Yeah, with, yeah. with Thelma, was it? Thelma. Thelma, Thelma, who, who has a reputation up to her neck, a toilet up to her neck or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and but he goes raw. Nonetheless, he would not use contraception. Right. And he continues that t poor behavior. With Stephanie. With Stephanie. With Stephanie. And he winds up catching. The HIV. Yeah. Yeah, the head. Yeah. This is, this is the one song on this album I don't really care for. Yeah. 
It's not the best way to end the album, right? I was like, why don't we just end it with Protect Your Neck? That's the perfect way to end this album. That's definitely the perfect way to end the yeah. album. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, the storytelling is clear. They make their point. The deliveries are not there. You know, RZA is not it. Even Ghostface. I mean, I don't know why Ghostface is rhyming like that. It's super old school. I, I assume this song, it was actually on a, the, 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 it was, it was B-side, right? Yeah, the, it was early. It was yeah, early so I'm assuming this is one of their earlier recordings because I don't know why Ghostface is rhyming like he's I'm like beta at, slick I'm Rick. not mad at the RZA delivery though. Because you just used to grave dig as RZA, that's why. Yeah, I'm not but, mad. But I'm, I was mad at Ghostface's delivery because that's, because I'm, again, nutmeg right. and then why are we rhyming like... But that's a different time. But okay. He rhyming like, I don't know, man. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know why. But. Uh, do you have a score for Tears? I have a seven. Give it a seven? Yeah, give it a wow, seven. Wow, that's pretty low. I mean, I think it's probably seven and a half, eight worthy. No, it's not. No? <laughs> eight? You come with an eight? Seven and a half. Your child gets an 80 on, a, on his test. That's, a, that's good. Seven and a half. All right. Seven and Thank half. you. All right. There we go. And that, ladies and we gentlemen, is just next episode <laughs> of Hard to Earn live at the Billy Holiday Theater Look, here in Brooklyn, New York. We are the only podcast that celebrates our black and brown music, R&B, as well as hip-hop. These anniversaries are not being celebrated. We're the only ones who are doing it. We appreciate your participation. Um, how you pay us back for all this free liquor is that you just go to our YouTube page and subscribe. That's it. That's it. You can go there right now before you get up and have more liquor. We will see y'all out in the lobby. Subscribe. Hard to earn is a podcast. No, what's the brand of the liquor, man? Keep the sponsors it's, happy. It's oh, the, <laughs> 2024 is right around the corner. When, we need when the I'm next, doing a podcast, I like step. to drink Jack Daniels. <laughs> when I'm feeling particularly sweeter, I try Honey Jack. I mean, Honey Jack for the killer bees. It don't even make sense. I mean, first of all, the oh yeah, oh. This was also that's Jack Daniels' idea. They were like, we want to have Honey Jack there for Killer Bees, and we thought that was brilliant, so this would make sense. It's also our second event with Jack Daniels. Um, thank you so much, Michael. Um, the yeah. whole team at, at Jack Daniels, you too, Jen. You said what? Bedvine Brew as well for, the, the the, for donating our... Um, for the wine, for the for the mixer. For sure. Um, if y'all are looking to hang out after greedy vegan. our oh greedy vegan, actually for the bites, the empanadas are great. I'm sure they're great. I haven't had them yet, but he was munching crazy on them backstage. Now I'm a munch. Wow. Um, <laughs> yo, nobody, yo, wow. Nobody, yo, nobody called you a mess. Wild. That's so one, wild. It'd be the ones closest. That's so to wild, yo. Nobody called you a munch, man. <laughs> yo, finish shouting out the sponsors, love. Yo, bro, man. Anyway, um, Brooklyn Arts Council, thank you so much for seeing the vision. Um, again, I used Rasu, you are a true G. Um, we've been trying to make this happen for a minute, um, and I cannot, I cannot um, show any more appreciation for Shadon Smith, um, the queen of this building right here. I met Shadon this year, and we were, I'm not going to give you the long story, but we were trying to do something else, and... Shannon came to me and was like, we gotta make this happen here. Like, you know, she understood the, the importance of this album. She respected what we do for, for music as well in the, in the podcast world. And, you know, we thought like this is what this podcast this podcast needs this building. She felt the building needed us. And this is what, you know, what happens when we as a people get together and make great things happen. It's the we for me. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> woo and we, woo and we. You know what I'm saying? It's good to see. Oh, now I can actually see. I can see some of my people in here. That's good After to see. After party. You know, after party. 
um, Bedvine Brew. Word. Bedvine Brew, if y'all want to, you know, drink wine and beer more. But I'll see y'all in the lobby, though, you know what I'm saying? So I, I haven't seen a lot of y'all, so it's good to see y'all now. But um, thank you again to all of our sponsors. Um, yeah, drink up. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for being here. If you want respect, you got to earn it. Damn right. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.